Jesus, during his earthly ministry, taught his disciples the importance of prayer, but he also taught them how to pray. Today, we'll be learning how to tell God about our needs through prayer. This message is the ninth in the series, Talk to Me. The message is entitled, Prayers That Bring Daily Provision. Here is Pastor Dale O'Shields. Grab your Bibles, if you will, uh, this morning as we take the opportunity to study God's Word together. I want to talk to you about prayers that bring daily provision in your life. We're continuing the series, Talk to Me. This is actually the next to last message in the series. Next weekend will be my last message in this series. And then the week before Easter, I'll be preaching a special message called The Week That Changed the World. The Week That Changed the World. Palm Sunday weekend, The Week That Changed the World. So you don't want to miss that as we're moving our way toward the Easter celebration celebration of Jesus' resurrection from the grave. The message I want to share with you today really is a message that we need to hear probably at least once a year, if not more than that, because every person in this room has something in common, lots of things in common, but one thing that we have in common is all of us have needs in our life. There's not a single person here today that you're not facing some kind of need in your life right now. It might be a financial need. It may be an emotional need. It might be a relational need. It might be uh, related to your work, your career. I don't know what the need is in your life today, but every person here is struggling with something. There's something you would like to see met in your life today. All of us have needs. And because we have needs, we have to learn something about how we navigate life in the midst of our needs. How do we handle life and walk with God as a believer and still face and handle the needs that come our way and realize the challenges and sometimes even the frustrations that come along with needs in our life. So how, how do we do this? How do we pray our way through the needs? How do we pray prayers that result in the resolution of needs, the answers to need, the resourcing of our needs? When Jesus was asked the question about prayer, Lord, teach us to pray, it was actually more of a request than a question Lord, teach us to pray. He taught His disciples and us as well a prayer that most of us have memorized, very familiar to most of us here, if not all of us. I'd like to ask us to recite that prayer together. It's called the Our Father Prayer or the Lord's Prayer. Would you say it with me? Our Father which art in heaven, hallowed be Thy name. May Your kingdom come and Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. This weekend, all around the world, there will be people that will recite that as a part of their worship experience. Some will recite it with meaning, understanding. Some will perhaps just go through a ritual or formula, formula kind of process in stating it as a liturgical kind of part of their worship. But today, I want us to see this prayer of Jesus as very important to us in how we are to pray, the patterns of prayer for life, not just the words that we pray, but the way we are to pray. And one of the things that Jesus included in that prayer, and I'm so glad that he did, he said, pray, make sure that you're praying about your daily needs. Give us this day our daily bread. So in the midst of this prayer that was about the kingdom of God and the will of God and staying away from evil and receiving forgiveness and giving forgiveness and declaring that his kingdom was coming, his will was being done, in the midst of all this, Jesus also included in that, that one little statement to pray about your needs. Give us today our daily bread. Give us, Lord, the things that we need in our life right now. Are you glad that Jesus included that in this wonderful prayer? 
because it really is a prayer about the need that's in your life right now. So how do we pray effectively about the legitimate needs in our life? What are we to do? How are we to actually take this prayer that Jesus gave to us and understand it and utilize it? Let me share with you what I believe to be at least seven things that uh, this prayer contains for us or seven things this prayer calls us to pay attention to uh, as we learn how to pray it together. Give us today our daily bread. First of all, Jesus was teaching us to see God as our source. The Lord's Prayer starts out with our Father, and the whole prayer is all about a relationship with God as Father, and the give us today our daily bread is addressed to our Father. It's addressed to the source of every resource for your life. Now, why is it so important that we understand the source for every resource? It's because we have a tendency to look to secondary sources to fulfill resources in our life. Quite often when it comes to financial needs, for example, in life, we look to our job. That's going to meet our need. A better job will make us better financially. Or when we think about love needs in our life, a better person in my life, or if I had a better relationship in my life, we tend to look at those secondary things as the thing that will resource us for the need that we feel. But God is reminding us that the one true source for every need in your life is God Almighty. That's where it all begins, because even in the midst of a job that you have, who gave you that job? It was God that provided it for you. In the midst of any great relationship you may have, it's still God that meets the needs that another person cannot meet, because there is no single person that can meet all the love needs of your life. Only God can. So in every realm of life, when you tend to look at the secondary things, you will come away still with great need, but when you look to God, you realize He's sufficient for every need. Give us today our daily bread. God, you are the source of my life. And Jesus reminded us that we have a Father who is a resourcer to us. In the Old Testament, as the children of Israel came out of Egypt, and they were taken across the Red Sea into the desert, you might recall as they went through the desert, they found themselves obviously without food and without water because they're in a desert. There's no, no grocery stores available, no, no ability to grow food at all because it's a desert, no water available for them. And so God had them in a place where the secondary environment could meet none of their needs. There was not a single need that could be met by the environment they were in. Have you ever been that way in your life before? You were hurting for certain things and there was nothing in your environment that was satisfying what you were hurting for. And that's where they were, in a situation where nothing about where they were could meet the needs in their life. But God said, I brought you here in this wilderness to teach you that no matter if the circumstances can't supply for you, I can always supply. And what God did for the children of Israel is that every day He rained down manna from heaven so there was not a single day for 40 years that they went without food or without water because God provided it for them. God taught them, I am your source, and I can resource you out of my supply, whatever you may need in your life. So see God as your source. And by the way, remember this, when you're going through a need in your life, your needs actually are designed by God to draw you to God. When you feel a need in your life, it's a great indication that it's, a, it's God providing an opportunity for you to draw nearer to Him to find the needs of your life truly satisfied. Number two, the second thing Jesus, I believe, was teaching us when he taught us to pray, give us today our daily bread, as we must believe in God's abundance, to see God as our source and to believe in God's abundance. 
to pray this prayer, give us today our daily bread, we have to believe in God's big, unlimited supply of resources. Let me make an announcement today. If you don't know this, you need to know this. God has never been and never will be bankrupt. There's never, ever been a, a lack in heaven. There's never been a day when God says, wow, I wonder what we're going to do. We're running low in warehouse number 57, okay? There's never been that situation in heaven. Why? Because God is the creator of all. Everything that, that would be needed is in God. He is the resourcer of all. And so in God, not only is just a supply, but there is an abundant supply. And that's why you and I need to develop what I sometimes refer to as an abundance mentality. See, oftentimes we are raised with or live with what we might call a poverty mentality. There's just enough to get by. And if God could just give me a, enough just to get by as though God has one pie in heaven and we all have to share it. We'll all get just a little slice. But I want you to know that God does not provide one pie in heaven. God has a bakery there. Amen? Okay. And God has enough for every person. And never think just because somebody else is getting blessed that is taking away from your blessing. God has enough blessing for everybody. There's not a single person here that God cannot abundantly supply for and bless in your life. God's supply never, ever runs dry. And so when you come to God with your needs, you have to believe in His greatness, believe in His abundance, believe in the bigness, the magnitude of His power. Folks, there is no one like our God, no one like Him. Awesome God. Listen to how Paul talks about God's nature in 2 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 8. And God is able to bless you how? Circle that word on your notes. Bless you how? Abundantly so that, notice these, these words, so that in all things at all times having all that you need, you will abound in every good work. Now, I love that verse, don't you? Notice all the powerful statements there. God is able to bless you abundantly so that all things, all times, all that you need, you will abound in every good work. Philippians 4.19 says, And my God will meet all your needs according to the riches, not poverty, but the riches of His glory in Christ Jesus. God is a God of abundance. Now, lest you think I'm preaching some kind of prosperity theology, I do not believe in prosperity theology, okay? But I do believe in a God that blesses, okay? I don't believe that you serve a God that you that you activate by just simply uh, putting, if you will, quarters in the slot machine called God and pulling it down and suddenly all kind of blessings flow. That's not how God operates. God operates on the basis of principle. But God is a blessing God. You cannot study the Bible without realizing that God is the God of blessing. He's the God of blessing and blessing abundantly. The third thing that we must believe or understand about this prayer, give us today our daily bread, is we must believe not only in God's abundance, believe in God's goodness. Whenever you're praying this prayer, give us today our daily bread, it's important to, to rest in, to believe in, to rest in the fact that it's God's desire, it's God's pleasure actually to give to us as His children. See, it would be one thing if you had an abundance, but you were not oriented toward generosity. I've met people like that before. They had an abundance, but they were not generous. You ever met, met someone like that before? Had plenty, but never shared it with anybody. Had lots of stuff, but 
never cared, it seemed, about anybody else's need. But that's not God. God is different. God, in His abundance, actually has a magnanimous or a generous spirit. He is good and desires to impart blessing. As I mentioned a moment ago, He desires to pour out generously upon us because of His goodness. God is a good God. Don't just let let that be a cliche that you hear or say. It is a reality of the nature of God. God cannot be anything other than good because God by nature is a good God in His goodness. There is generosity. He's a generous God. Listen to Matthew 7 verse 11. If you then, though you're evil, know how to give, what's the next word there? Good. Know how to give good gifts to your children. How much more will your Father in heaven give good gifts to those who ask Him. Again, we're reminded of the goodness of God. And so he says, if you as a parent, even though in, in, in comparison to God, you're evil compared to who God is, but if you know how to give good gifts to your kids, how much more can we trust a good God in heaven to supply the need of our lives and to bring good gifts for us? God brings us good gifts. By the way, let me say something. The only time that God will withhold a gift from you or something you ask Him for is if it's not good for you, okay? Because He's a good God, He will not give you things that are not good for you, right? And sometimes we ask for things that are not good for us. We think we're asking for good and wonderful things, but God in His wisdom knows that certain things would not be good for us if we were to have. I know the people in life that have been ruined by blessings. Certain things came to them too early, and it messed up their whole life because they didn't know how to handle it. They didn't have the character to handle the, the opportunity that was given or the magnanimity of the, of the blessing that came upon their life. And so we have to be, be able to trust God and say, God, I know that you're good. I know that you're generous. I know that you love to give good gifts to your children. So if you withhold something from me, I can trust you that you know better than I know in the situation because you're a good God. The fourth thing out of the seven things we're looking at today about praying the prayer, give us today our daily bread, is really in the Word today. When you pray it, focus on today. Two times we're drawn to the present in this very simple prayer. Give us today or this day our daily bread. Not give us tomorrow what we want tomorrow, but give us this day or today our daily bread. Now, daily bread, really one of the translations of that phrase is your present necessities. What do you need in your life right now? And God says what I want you to focus on in your life is where you are in the moment. See, the tendency that all of us have is to live beyond today. And as soon as you you and I start living beyond our present time, our day, our present season, we always get into trouble because it sets you up for anxiety and worry because you know what today is, right? Today is today. You know what's going on today, right? But do you know what's going to happen tomorrow? There's not a single person here that can foretell what's going to happen tomorrow. Only God knows what's going to happen tomorrow. And so as soon as I start venturing into tomorrow and concerning myself with the needs of tomorrow, then I've now, I've actually stepped into a realm of anxiety and worry and fear because I don't know what tomorrow is going to bring. And so it's moved me beyond trust in God with my future. See, I don't know my future, but I trust the God who knows my future. 
but I live today. And there's this human tendency in all of us, and one of, the day, one of these days I'm going to actually preach a message on this. We, we, we struggle between the here and there, okay? We always want to be there, right? I want that over there, but we're here. But our attention is there. Have you ever thought about this? Actually, when you get there, you're here. Right? And so when you get there, you're here, wanting something there, you get there, you're here. So why not pay attention to here and not worry about there, okay? Right? So you have to get the recording to get that. Very. I'm not even sure I could say it again, okay? But it's this whole idea of reaching out for something beyond the grace that's provided in the present, the grace that's provided in the moment. And Jesus said, when you pray, think about where you are right now, the present needs of your life. What is it that's going on in your life right now that you have need of? Don't live past the present. Matthew 6, 31 through 34. So do not worry. Wow, that's great, isn't it? Do not worry saying, what shall we, that's future tense, right? What shall we in the future eat or what shall we in the future drink or what shall we in the future wear? For the pagans, that's those that don't know God, run after all these things and your heavenly Father knows that you need them. So he's aware of your future. He knows what your future needs are going to be. But seek first his kingdom. That's in the present. Seek all the other things, what shall be, that's future, but seek is present tense. Do it right now. But seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. So in other words, get your priorities right right now. Live in the here and now, in this moment. Live in the presence, present. Live with your heart orientation right now today, focused upon God, serving him, believing in his goodness, his righteousness, seeking him first, and then everything else that comes after that will be taken care of. That's the best way to live, to live one day at a time with faith in God for your future. Therefore, verse 34, do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble, enough need of its own. So that's why we focus on today. One of my favorite stories in the New Testament, miracle stories in the New Testament, is a story of Jesus feeding the 5,000. I love that story. There's so many layers to that story that are just incredible and instructive to us as Christians. Uh, let me review it very quickly for you. You know the story. Jesus had been teaching a multitude of people. Uh, the, story, uh, the, 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 the gospel recorders tell us there were 5,000 men there plus the women and children. So it was a large group. It could have been 10, 15, 20,000 people that were gathered there that day while Jesus was teaching. At the end of his teaching session, he realizes these folks haven't eaten all day. They need some food. And so he calls his disciples in and says, okay, guys, give them something to eat. You've got to feed 5,000 plus, probably as many as 10,000, 15,000 people. That would have been a very interesting staff meeting, right? Okay, guys, here's your assignment for the day. Feed all these people. And they're scratching their heads. And they're talking, what, what is he talking about? Feed all these people? You've got to be kidding me. There's no food around here to feed. What, how are we going to do this? And so one guy runs out, runs to the crowd, finds a little boy with a lunchbox. He says, son, come with me. 
in that lunchbox, you know the story, five loaves and, and two fish. And so they bring the little boy to Jesus. I love the story. I can't wait to meet this little boy when we get to heaven because this little boy is a giant of faith. Any little boy that will give up his lunch, there's something spiritual about him, okay? Because I've got some grandsons and they like to eat, okay? So here's a little boy who comes to Jesus. Jesus makes an appeal and says, you know, I'd like to do something with that little bit that you have. I'd like to, you to freely give. See, he didn't wrestle the lunch away from the little boy. It was, a, it was an opportunity of giving. The little boy actually gave his lunch to Jesus. He turned it over to Christ. He gave him the little bit that he had in that moment. Dear ones, never underestimate the power of a little bit you have when you give it to Jesus. And he gave that little bit to Christ that day. And Jesus lifted it before the Father and blessed it and broke it and gave it to the disciples. And there that day, that's important, that day over 5,000 people were fed with a small amount. Why? Because in that day they received their daily bread. And I want you to know that in your life God can do a miracle just like that for you in your times of need when your focus is where it needs to be. I can't tell you the numbers of times in my own life when just right when I needed it, on the day I needed it, God showed up. He didn't show up ahead of time, which I wish He would have sometimes, okay? But right when I really needed it, He showed up in the moment when it was most needed. You can trust God to always be on time. That's a word for somebody here today, that you can trust God. He will always be on time. It may appear late to you, but it's never late with God. He has a different calendar than you have. He has a different kind of watch than you have, but he always shows up on time. Number five, fifth thing, when you pray, give us today our daily bread. Be specific when you ask. When you're bringing your needs before God the Father, be specific. Ask him specifically for what you need. That is, turn your, as I've told you before, and I'll remind you of again today, take your worry list of today and turn it into your prayer list. One of your best prayer lists will be what are you worried about. And you know what you're worried about, don't you? If I were to ask you, have a conversation with you, we talk for a period of time, I could draw out of you or you could communicate to me, I'm worried about this, I'm concerned about that. And so most of us, if we'll dig beneath the surface, we'll realize there's some things that are worrying us, there's some needs that we have that we can really articulate. And so we take those needs and we articulate them rather, in the form of, rather than in the form of worry, we articulate them in the form of a request to God. And we bring them specifically to God. Philippians 4, 6, and 7. We talked about this verse a few weekends ago, but let me bring it back to your attention today. Don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God your needs. Circle that phrase on your notes. Tell God your needs. That is, be specific. You know what you need, so you tell God your perception of what you need. Now, you may not always be right about needs. Sometimes you think you need things that you really don't need, but at least take what you believe to be a need in your life to God and present it before Him. He knows how to filter between what is real need and what is not real need. God doesn't have a problem with that. He just invites you to come and bring your need. Tell your needs to God, and don't forget to thank Him for His answers. There's knowing He's going to answer. If you do this, you will experience God's peace, which is far more wonderful than the human mind can understand. His peace will keep your thoughts and your hearts quiet and at rest as you trust in Christ Jesus. 
So what do you need to fulfill God's will in your life today? Don't worry about tomorrow. Think about today. Number six, when you're praying, give us today our daily bread. Do your part by obeying. The way that you can confidently pray, give us today our daily bread, is by living in obedience to God. There are a lot of things we could talk about. I've given you some verses there in your notes that you can read on your own. Let me just simply tell it to you this way. When you, when you live in disobedience to God, when you're actually running contrary, living your life contrary to this book called the Bible, I believe this book, okay? I believe this is the way God said, I believe this is, I'll say it this way, I believe this is our instruction manual for life, right? And it really doesn't matter what my opinion is, it doesn't matter what my feelings are about how life should go best, I have to at some point in time choose, will I accept my authority about how I feel life should be or will I accept God's authority? And so I have chosen to accept God's authority about how life works best. Does that mean my life always completely lines up? No, but I believe this book is authoritative. It tells us how we are to think, how we are to believe, how we are to live, right? That's what the Bible is. That's why God gave us this amazing, miraculous book called the Bible. And if you've never read or studied anything about the miracle of this book, it's an amazing, miraculous book that we even have, these 66 books of the Bible. Well, this is given to us by God. And this is the pathway, when you live this way, this is the pathway to blessing, okay? Let me say it again. This book, living it, obeying it, is the pathway to blessing. Not hearing it only, but living it is the pathway to blessing. Now, if you want God to work in your life and to supply the needs of your life, you have to bring something to the table also. And what you bring to the table is you bring to the table obedience. If you want God to bring about His blessing in the financial realm of your life, you have to live by God's financial principles, okay? And once you learn to live by His principles, then if you do that, then you're living in covenant with God, and now you're in a situation where God says, okay, now you're doing what I ask you to do, and because you're doing what I ask you to do, I'm going to take care of you. Does that mean you'll never have any challenges? No, it doesn't mean. Life does have trouble and challenges, but I will tell you, it's always better to live by the Bible. You're going to have trouble anyway, but it's always better to live by the Bible because the Bible will always give you a pathway out of challenge, a pathway out of trouble. And so again, in your financial realm, if you want to be blessed there, you have to learn how to live by the principles of this book. If you want your marriage to be blessed, you want a blessed marriage, where well, you go to the Bible and discover what are the principles of marriage. And so I begin to obey those principles, and then I begin to see God meeting needs in my life because I'm living in obedience. See, obedience, listen closely, obedience is the seed you plant for the harvest of blessing in your life. If you choose, I'm not going to do that. I want to do it my way. Then what you're doing is you're actually cutting yourself off from the flow of God's goodness and grace that He wants to pour into your life. And so you make the choice that you're going to plant the seed of life that will bring the harvest by obeying God, by, by following His principles. You can't just pray the prayer, give us today our daily bread, and just live any way you want to. You pray the prayer, give us today our daily bread. Now, God, I'm going to live according to your word. And as I do that, I will be in position and covenant with you for the blessing you have for my life. Number seven, last thing, and we'll be done today. When you pray, give us today our daily bread, make sure in that prayer you're also remembering the needs of others. Remember the needs of others. When Jesus taught us to pray, give us today our daily bread, it is not a self-centered prayer at all, okay? Listen to it again. Give us 
today our daily bread. If you'll recall back to English class, us and our are plural pronouns. They include other people. Here's how we pray it. Give me today my daily bread. That's not how it's written. Actually, you know, the whole Lord's Prayer includes other people. Our Father which art in heaven, give us our daily bread, forgive others. All this, see, all this is about including other people. And so here's a way, it's a key to blessing in your life. The key to blessing is to realize, one of the keys of blessing is to realize that you're not in this thing alone. There are other people that have needs too, right? And when you're praying, give us today our daily bread, don't just focus on you, but expand it beyond you. Pray for your family members. Lord, today I'm praying for my husband, my wife. Would you supply them with the needs that they have in their life today? Lord, my children, I pray that over them today that you'll take care of them and supply for them everything they need in their lives today. God, my extended family, the people at work, people around the world that are hurting, going through difficulty. God, I'm praying that today every need would be supplied in the lives of those beyond myself so you move beyond yourself and when you do you will find that when you step out of a self-centered world and a self-focused world then you'll have greater joy in your life because you're not just living for you I mean you know this is a big world there's a lot of need and the need goes beyond just you and me the need is found in our neighborhood the need is found in the workplace the need is found in our families and when we begin to embrace other people in prayer the needs of their life as well there's a great breakthrough that will come for us Job's life was turned around when he prayed for his friends. When he prayed for his friends, that's when his life turned around. As a statement on your notes with this, we'll conclude. Would you read it together with me as we wrap up today? You haven't prayed well if you only pray for your own needs. If your prayer times are all about you and you never pray for anyone else, you haven't prayed the Jesus way. But if you're praying the Jesus way, you'll always be praying for somebody else, not just for yourself. So give us today our daily bread. See God as your source. Believe in God's abundance. Believe in God's goodness. Focus not on tomorrow. Focus on today. Be specific when you ask. Do your part by obeying and always remember the needs of others. Let's pray right now. Father, thank you for your word. Thank you for the opportunity we've had today to study. I pray that you'll take this message and Lord, let it be massaged deeply into our soul and our spirit. Help us, Lord, to truly learn how to pray the prayer you taught us to pray. Give us today our daily bread, and we ask it in Jesus' name. Thanks for joining us for today's message. I trust that you've heard something from God's Word that will make a difference in your life now and forever. Maybe as you were listening to today's message, God began to speak to you about a personal relationship with Himself. You know, the most important thing we can ever establish in our life is a relationship with God, and we do that by opening our hearts and lives to Jesus Christ. If you've never invited Jesus into your life, today is your day. It's your opportunity. And I want to lead you in a prayer right now that you can pray that will forever change your life, that will allow your name to be written in the book of life for eternity. All you need to do is simply pray this prayer with me and mean it in your heart. If you'll mean this prayer, God will hear you. The Bible says that whoever calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. So would you pray with me right now? Whisper these words to God or speak them out right where you are. Say, Jesus, just mention his name. Say, Jesus, I admit to you today that, that I am a sinner and I'm sorry, God, for everything I've done wrong. 
Jesus, I believe in you. I believe you are God's Son, the Savior, the Redeemer. I thank you that you died on the cross for me and that you rose again. I believe in you, Jesus. And then whisper this prayer. Say, Lord, today I invite you to come into my life, to forgive me of my sins, to give me a brand new start in you. I give my life to you today in Jesus' name. Lord, I thank you for those that prayed that prayer with me and I ask that now they would continue to grow in you and serve you faithfully from this day forward in Jesus' name. If you just prayed that prayer with me, friend, I want you to know that Jesus Christ heard you, that your name has been written in that wonderful book of life, and that now today you start a brand new life in Christ. And to do so, you need some help. You need to learn how to live your life for Jesus every day. We'd like to provide for you. In fact, we have available for you some resources that you can get from our website, church-redeemer.org, that will help you to get a good start in your relationship with Jesus Christ. So again, check out the website, church-redeemer.org. Find those resources that will help you to get going in your relationship with Jesus. If you've prayed with the pastor today and made a decision to follow Jesus Christ, we have some resources for you on our website. Just go to www.church-redeemer.org slash new beginnings. We pray that this message was a blessing to you.